Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, DJs, it is Wednesday, August 16th. Should we still trust the process? I'm Mad Max. Join me, the one and only Sex Panther. Panther, sometimes I, I, sometimes I do wish we were, were recording the pre-show because that, that, was, that was actually pretty funny. That was, that was pretty good. Uh, yeah, we're revisiting old taglines that, that you and I have, mostly you in this particular instance. But however, how you're so humble and high road max and, and um, not to mention... Uh, one of the greatest. I mean, you're like the Gilbert Gottfried of of podcasting, right? Great, great voice for podcasting. I'll take. I'll take. Listen, I'll take that. I mean, it's very distinctive voice. That is right. right I mean, you, you know. when Gilbert talks, you know. <laughs> um, it's it's Fran Drescher comes to mind as well. You know, it's a very distinctive voice. I can't say it's a good voice, but it's distinctive. No, I was just saying. You were saying how you don't like your own voice, or when you've heard it back, you don't like like it. I I listen. I wouldn't be doing a show with you if you had a shitty podcasting voice. I, this is a part of it. Like I I honestly I it it pains me when I listen to podcasts and the podcasters just shouldn't be podcasting. <laughs> you know, it's it's like why you've got no personality, you've got your voice isn't there, and and so to me, like you know, I I think I think you've got a great voice for podcasting, Panther. Oh, I thank you very much. It's, it's why nobody ever wants to watch, you know, football when Joe Buck or Chris Collinsworth are doing the show, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, but yes, uh, no one is more humble than me, though. I am, I am, I am the, the king of humbleness. Uh, no one loves Max like quite like Max does. Anyway, you know, we, we were talking about James Harden yesterday, and of, of course, you know, I, we each had our, our thoughts on the James Harden trade saga, but now things got a little weirder in this situation 
where Joel Embiid has now removed the word the process, the, the image of the process from his Twitter X account, and he's also removed the location of Philadelphia from his Twitter X account. Now, there's been rumblings that Joel Embiid have been unhappy with the situation, with unhappy with Philadelphia for a couple months now. But we're leading up to, you know, the, the, the talk about training camp and what James Harden is going to do or what he's not going to do, right? And it got me thinking, okay, uh, the process, the whole process that started back in 2013, 2014, right? Let's revisit the process, Panther. Let's let's talk about, like, what if jo- Joel Embiid, MVP Joel Embiid, is disgruntled, wants to leave, and this is the end of his his run in Philadelphia because he was he's tied to the process. But I wanted to run through the process, and I wanted to get your opinion on what is the 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 shittiest part of the process that happened. Because I have an opinion, that's for sure. Now, listen, you know, I know we have some Sixers fans that listen to the show, like Weevon, uh, Weevon had commented specifically yesterday in the Asylum about my thoughts on James Harden, so I know that we've got Sixers fans that listen, and I can see the demographics, the little bubbles of people that listen to our show, uh, of course, uh, you know, New Jersey, uh, the Philadelphia area, and you know, South Jersey, it's well represented, so I know that there's going to be some Sixers fans uh, that's going to find this conversation painful, uh, and, I, and I'll preface this with saying it's like, we could do this with a lot of NBA organizations. I mean, me as a Celtics fan, I can run through the fact is the, the getting Kyrie, uh, signing Gordon Hayward, letting Al Horford uh, walk, um, signing Kemba Walker, and, and time will tell with this Porzingis thing. So I can tell you that there's missteps that organizations make. However, nothing seems so agrarious, so, so blatantly bad as what's happened in Philadelphia because of the pomp and circumstance around the process. Now, here's how it all started off. Uh, you can include this in 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 the missteps, but I'm more along the lines. Of, this is the pr- this is how it all started, Panther. They traded Drew Holiday, <laughs> All Star point guard Drew Holiday. They traded him uh, to, in order to tank, and that was it. They were like, okay, we're going to tank. We're going to start this process, get rid of Drew Holiday. Instead of building around this guy that said we're going to get him out of town and we're going to build, and then they were able to draft Joel Embiid as a result of that. Now, Embiid, of course, missed his rookie season due to injuries. So what do they do in the next year draft, Panther? They drafted Jalil Okafor. <laughs> that was their first draft move to you know kind of keep that process going. After that, of course, they drafted Ben Simmons. He misses his rookie season. Let's throw that out there. He hasn't missed his rookie season. And we all know about the Ben Simmons drama and what happened there. Okay. Uh, They, of course, then traded with Boston to get uh, Markel Fultz, uh, by the way. Painful. But painful because uh, at number three, of course, the Boston Celtics got Jason Tatum. (laughs) <laughs> uh, they in 2020 after the 2020 season they fired their head coach Brett Brown because he was swept in the playoffs by Boston. Painful for them to see that. And then they hired Doc Fucking Rivers. They let Jimmy Butler walk out the door because Ben Simmons' feelings were hurt. And now they've traded for James Harden, who appears to be done in Philadelphia Panther. Running through that laundry list, what do you think is the biggest misstep there? Um, believe it or not, hiring Doc Rivers. Uh, yeah, you can't you can't blame them for the moves that they made, right? Because 
Uh, Markel Foles was supposed to be an up-and-coming player. He was injured. Ben Simmons, they knew coming into the draft, he didn't even play um, his his previous season at LSU, so they knew he was injured. Jaleel Okafor was a, I mean, he was a very huge prospect coming uh, into the draft. He was going if Philadelphia didn't draft him, somebody was gonna draft him very near that draft spot. Like Philadelphia is basically the Los Angeles Angels of basketball. They try really hard, but everything they do just seems to fail miserably. Joel Embiid kind of seems to be the Mike Trout of Philadelphia, except now it's starting to look like he just doesn't have the humility and the humbleness that I like to believe Mike Trout has. You know, all the bitching and whining about the MVP and now not really saying anything, but deleting where is actually located, um, deleting reference to his name or the process. Uh, I mean... I'm, I'm going to start, if, if he keeps going down this trend, I'm going to start lumping him in with Durant and Kyrie and Harden because he's going to become a locker room cancer, a burden, and impossible to build around. But the answer to your question is, of all those missteps, the one that they should have avoided, knowingly should have avoided, was hiring Doc Rivers. As a Celtics fan, I can tell you, I um, yeah, they should have avoided <laughs> I get that. Um, I, I I hope that I really hope that Embiid does not go down that path. I mean, I, he started to get on my nerves the last couple of seasons with his uh, complaining about the MVP and and yada yada yada. Just let your play on the court dictate that. But maybe it was some self promotion to get the MVP. I don't know. I didn't like that. Overall, and as a Celtics fan, I like Joel Embiid as a person and and as a player in this in this league. I hope he doesn't go down that path because yeah, uh, Kyrie, Harden, Durant—they all deserved each other. They all deserve to be miserable together because they make everyone's lives miserable. They make general managers' lives miserable. They make coaches' lives miserable. They make the fans' lives miserable, and that's that's the most impactful thing here, right? Is fans who pay their money. Fans who root for the teams and buy the merchandise and all these, you know, and and you just fucking them over with all this, you know, diva shit that you're doing, and and I don't like it. Um, so as much as I want to agree with you, the Doc Rivers thing, I have to say it was the Jimmy Butler letting Jimmy Butler go and keeping Ben Simmons. If they would have made that point in time to say, hey, you know what, we've got a chance to really get a championship here if Jimmy Butler and Joel Embiid are tag teaming it up and we we ship out Ben Simmons and get a boatload because his stock was still high at the time and get a boatload of of picks or, or of complimentary players I think they win a title I think they win a title with Jimmy Butler before Miami because he was remember him right after that he kind of hit his like pr, you know peak kind of Jimmy Butlerness with Jimmy Butler Joel Embiid um they win a title I I think that in that stretch they probably have a title by now they they probably win the bubble season right there. The Sixers probably win the bubble season with uh, Jimmy Butler on that hot streak. I, of course, his knees did give out towards the end of that. Uh, and then who knows about Joel Embiid's knees and back. But I say that they probably win the title in that stretch of time if Butler would have stayed in uh, Philadelphia. I completely agree. Um, Jimmy Butler, despite his injuries and inability to stay on the court, when he is on the court, is arguably one of the top five players in the game. The guy is an elite scorer. He can play um, defense, plays elite defense. He can shoot threes. He rebounds. He's an unselfish player. Jimmy Butler is, I mean, I don't know if you look at the stats, but he's got 
borderline, and you had him in there with Joel Embiid, that was easily the best player that Embiid's played with, even with James Harden in that conversation. Harden just is such a diva airhead. What goes on between his ears is so selfish and dangerous. I, as a general manager, would never want Harden on my team, and yet people just trip over themselves like he's Michael Jordan, and I don't get it. No, I don't. I mean, again, he's you know he's a former MVP, understood. Uh, the guy for a stretch of period of time was an unbelievable scoring threat from from almost anywhere on the court. I get that. However, then they started changing the rules. <laughs> you know, he he could he couldn't lean in and get those cheap uh, you know three pointers, uh, you know three point uh, uh, free throws, right? I mean, he couldn't do that anymore, and his game had to change as a result of that. And you know, he's gotten a step older, um, and just yeah, incredibly, incredibly unlikable. Uh, I used to root for the guy. I when, when he was in Houston, like you know, I mean, people used to shit on him all the time, and I'm like, man, like. It is what it is, you know. You di- you didn't shit on what they were doing in Phoenix for all those years with Mike D'Antoni. You know, it's was, it was very similar. It's like uh, you know, in fact, like watching um, the uh, uh, the 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 Showtime, the the, the Lakers uh, show on HBO. I mean, this is something that they were doing in the early '80s. It's it was about volume. It's like get down the court fast, take your shot, go back on defense, and and that that's kind of how Harden, you know became the the scorer that he was is just it's about volume uh you know mike d'antoni and and that philosophy of just like let's just get this guy as many shots as he can in the game um and it worked out well for them for a stretch um man you know chris paul doesn't get injured they could win a title and and and, right. and and here's the fucked up thing too is I always think about the what ifs so the players like chris paul players uh like jimmy butler um you know, I won't th- quite throw Joel Embiid in there, but he's had his share of injuries. Uh, Anthony Davis, and it all reminds me. And I'm I'm even a little young for this, so I know a lot of our listeners are probably really young for this. But you you might remember uh, some of this is is Bill Walton when he played in Portland, um, could have been one of the all time greats, and and injuries kind of uh, hobbled him. I remember seeing him on the Celtics. That that's my first introduction to Bill Walton was seeing him on the Celtics, and now he's just. You know the aging pothead whose son couldn't uh, coach <laughs> coach the Sacramento Kings. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's what we know him as. Uh, but you know, you think about these what ifs, and it's just like, man, well, what if Chris Paul stayed healthy? Then yeah, James Harden probably got a ring on his finger in Houston. You know, it probably happens. Um, this league is much more different. If 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 Anthony Davis could stay healthy out there. Man, the Lakers probably have another title in there. Or you know, there's a lot of what ifs here. I think Harden, um, you know, over the years has had a couple of injuries. I don't know how real or how significant of the. I don't think you can blame injuries on his decline. I think you can blame the some rule changes, uh, a little bit of aging, and maybe some arrogance. And you know, people uh, people just think he's a joke. Like, I mean, that's the whole thing in this league. It's like people just think James Harden's a joke. And so, going back to yesterday's conversation about. Uh, who was right? Who's wrong in this? You know, I, I said it's like yeah, Daryl Morey promised him something probably last year, but Daryl Morey is also right because he can't pay that amount of money for this player that we're seeing right now. You just can't do it, and James Harden just can't get over the fact that he's not the same player that he was, and he'll never be that player again. 
that's just part of age and it's also about the environment that you're in. So now we're at this point with these two particular players. What do they do? But Maury says they're not trading Harden, or they at least don't have a trade offer they like. And I think there might be a chance that Harden holds out, doesn't show up for camp. And now with what Embiid is doing, not saying it, really saying anything, but his actions almost suggest that he might not show up for camp. What is Philadelphia to do with these two divas? Man, I this is going to be something to watch. I don't really have an answer for you. I think, um, once again, the players have the power here in this situation. Um, that said, I mean, if I'm Philadelphia and both my stars are kind of disgruntled, then I just, I, I don't know, maybe maybe I just go nuclear. Because right now, um, James Harden is, is forcing to be traded or, or whatever. I mean, if he sits out, he doesn't get paid. That's collective bargaining agreement, right? If he sits out voluntarily, he doesn't get paid. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I wouldn't want him around. And so uh, I wouldn't want it to make it seem like I'm, you know, bowing down to his wishes. Uh, but I would love to trade him. I don't know which team would want to trade for James Harden. Maybe maybe it'll be fucking uh, Dallas at this point in time. I, I, don't really, I, I really don't know uh, who would want to trade for James Harden at this point in time. Uh, but I would just want him out of there. And as as for Joel Embiid, God, if you wanted to start process 2.0, first move, trade Joel Embiid right now. And what could you get for an, uh, a reigning MVP? Should be able to get a lot. And he, he hasn't deteriorated into the Harden, Kyrie, Durant, you know, brotherhood of degeneracy. That's almost an insult to us, degenerates of, of uh, locker room cancer. Um, you might still be able to get yourself a really, really good player. As far as Harden goes, if I'm Philadelphia, if I could find a trade partner that's a perennial loser, that's where I want to send him. I want that guy to wallow. (laughs) I I want him to suffer. Uh, Who are we looking at? Are we looking at uh, maybe Charlotte? (laughs) We're looking at... uh, I mean, Detroit's up and coming. I actually don't hate Detroit. Yeah, I wouldn't do uh, Detroit. Detroit. Um, Yeah. Jeez. I don't know, man. Uh, yeah, might, might might be the Hornet Bobcats. <laughs> I can't get into this fucking mix. All right. Pour one out for the process. We're going to take a quick break. When we return, baseball bets. Stay tuned. Guess who's back? Back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right, DJ's Proud to say that we're once again being brought to you by my bookie. But just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love. I still use my bookie to this date, and you should too. Why? Because March is about to get crazy. Insane. Maybe even a little mad. If you're still on the hunt for a sportsbook to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to 25,000 big ones, or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now, take advantage of their generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS, that's D-E-G-E-N-S, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, Anywhere, use the promo code DGENS to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. 
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. We are back, possibly never left. Panther, where are we at today? Are we chasing some waterfalls? Because I feel like I'm chasing some waterfalls today. Chasing some waterfalls. I bet four games yesterday, went three and one. The one that I lost, we lost. The fucking Reds couldn't even score a single run. But today, they will throw Andrew Abbott. He will take the mound. Going against Noah Syndergaard. You remember Syndergaard. You've got some fond memories of Syndergaard. A little chalky. A little chalky here with Cleveland at Cincinnati. But I believe in Abbott, and I believe the Reds rebound. I'm on the Reds for 10 bucks. You know, I had an ESPN like kind of alert uh, pop up on my phone yesterday, and it said, uh, you know, former all-star uh, Daniel Murphy uh, retiring again after failed uh, comeback bid. And I'm like, what the fuck? Daniel Murphy, 38 years old, uh, tried a comeback. I had no idea with, with the uh, Angel- Los Angeles <laughs> Angel Animal. Did you see that? Yeah. I haven't heard that name in five years. I'd say, and and he was actually, he still hits the ball so good. He had one of the sweetest fucking swings in baseball. That guy was an automatic, he like, he could get on base. Like, uh, he was such a good hitter. And still in the minor leagues, he's still able to hit, uh, but couldn't quite get, you know, uh, the ability to be promoted back up to the majors. Uh, but he, 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 he's retiring, right? So when you say the name Noah Syndergaard, I have fond memories of, that run in 2015 with Daniel Murphy and the Dark Knight. Remember him, Harvey and uh-uh. and, and Degrom and Syndergaard. Man, that was team. That team was uh, getting you in a Cespedes at the at the break. Oh man, the team's making a run, and then uh, overpaying for Cespedes, him breaking down, Syndergaard not becoming the pitcher that he wants, and bulks up, fucking gets injured. Uh, Harvey getting into fucking drinking and alcohol and drugs and all that stuff. Degrom, uh, you know, run support and injured. And it was, man. I have all these fond memories of 2015, which was eight years ago. And that's how how long it's been since Noah Syndergaard's been fucking relevant in this goddamn league, I feel, is eight goddamn years ago. I am absolutely chasing waterfalls with you. $10 bet on the Reds. Next game up, I think I've been on this series every single day. Might as well keep going. Houston, they've split the series 1-1 in the first two days. It just feels a little trappish, but in Verlander, I trust. 10 bucks on the Astros. Same boat here, man. Absolutely. This this line seems so suspicious, right? This is fucking terrible. That said, I mean, it it's getting worse for the Astros. Uh, some books have it all the way down to minus 135 already. We're going to get a minus 124. I, it seems fucking suspicious, but man, uh, hand in hand, fucking Thelma and Louise style, going over that cliff together, Panther. Uh, $10 bet on Houston. All right, next game up for me, battle in Chicago. The White Sox facing the Cubs. Mike Clevenger going against Assad for the Cubs. And, you know, we don't mention Assad. We really have not talked about this young pitcher, but he is actually pitching incredibly well to the tune of sub 2.0 over his last 30 days. The White Sox are relatively inept. Uh, apologies to Luis Robert Jr. Uh, but I think the Cubs, uh, with their playoff push, and Cody Bellinger still continuing to go nuts. I like the Cubbies. I didn't have a I didn't have a line, so hopefully it's not 
too expensive. I'm on the money line of the Cubs, depending on what you tell me it is. It's not so bad. I think the uh, best I can get you is minus 148. So um, I think that's that's a pretty good play right there. I'm going to give you some moral support. I'm going to lean uh, the the Cubbies with you in this one. Uh, man, this play this playoff fucking push is going to be tight, man. You 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 know Philadelphia seems to have the I won't say the lock, but they they've got the lead on the top wild card spot. Uh, Giants in the mix there, and then after that, it's it's going to be a dogfight between I probably say Miami, Chicago, and Cincinnati are going to be fighting for it, but Arizona. You know, they're still hanging about. Uh, the problem is, like, the Giants, uh, the the Reds, and the Diamondbacks have just been playing like shit as of late. You know, down the stretch, that's not what you want to see from them. So I really do think it could be the Cubbies that sneaks in and fucking uh, takes a playoff spot. And, uh, man, good, for, good on them. I think they get the win today as well. Moral support lean on Chicago. Oh, All Cubs. right, last. <laughs> uh, yeah, way to narrow it down. All right, last game up for me. Uh, good series, Baltimore at San Diego. Uh, Kramer taking the mound for the Orioles, but as has been the case, almost every single time he's pitched, Blake Snell taking the mound for the Padres. He has been spectacular for two months now. No way I'm fading Blake Snell at home. Give me the Fathers. I saw minus 165, but I, I can't run line the Fathers. Uh, so give me the Fathers, 10 bucks. All good things must come to an end, Panther. We uh, broke our streak of agreement. Uh, you'll get the Fathers minus 155. Best line I can get you. This is minus 170, 166, 160, and something like that. Other other books as well. Uh, I'm going to take Baltimore plus 155 here. It's Yeah, I mean, it's hard to fade Blake Snell. I mean, he's won... Um, I think he's either won or or the the the, the, the Padres have won uh, the, his last four starts, right? I mean... Um, so they're winning when he's starting, so it's hard to fade him. Uh, but I, listen, man, I, I like I like how Kramer's pitching out there, and I just think the Orioles are the better overall team. I trust the Orioles a lot more than this Padres team. So with the big plus line, it's hard for me to resist a $10 bet on Baltimore. All right, those are my four plays. What else you bring to the table? I Honestly, I think that's it. Um, I think... Yeah, we hit on the three. We agreed on two of them and disagreed on one. So those are the only three games I'm betting on today, which means we just need one more for the D-Gen parlay. So I guess we'll throw the Cubbies in there as well. Let me lock that in there. And we now have our parlay of the Cincinnati Reds, minus 158. The Houston Astros, minus 124. And the Chicago Cubs, minus 148. Not a huge payout, payout of 396, but... It seems like that could be a pro- probability of one hitting, so I'll take it. With that, Panther, take us home. All right, we're going home, but you guys know the deal. I actually did make a post. I remember it was. I posted something in the uh, Facebook part of our degeneracy, but that, you know, sometimes we're on Facebook, usually me. Sometimes we're on Twitter, usually neither of us. Mostly, it's right here in the asylum. This is where the guys hang out. They post their plays, literally take screenshots, post their plays, all kinds of prop bets. We got bets going on and shit I've never even heard of. Um, but you guys, that's where we're hanging out. Come in and call us out by name. We'll holler right back. Most importantly, let us know what you did yesterday, what you're doing today. When it's all said and done, kids, it's all make some money, fools. This show is sports entertainment. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. 
This podcast should not be considered professional advice. In short, don't be stupid. Gamble responsibly. We will not be held responsible. Peace. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.